This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You're every Wednesday video cast live on Twitch. What's up, everybody in chat? Always fun to talk to you before we go live. And of course, you can catch us every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube and download the podcast on iTunes. Thank you to you, however you enjoy the show. And with me today, as always, the incomparable Francis. <laughs> Here. That's you. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh. My name is not Francis, so I didn't even know how to respond. Yeah. <laughs> He's all. What was that first? What, what was, was that, that word? Was it the, in his head? It's the uh, the mouse just whistling like. Steamboat. <laughs> don't know. Don't know what's going on. Oh, Steamboat Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like on repeat, the same the same animation, and of course, also with me is <sighs> Mr. Raw Dogger, Salty Banana. Whatever. Clown it's Baby. Jason. <laughs> also known as Jason, rarely. Also, the Gain Train. Gain Train. Yep. Uh, Adam Levine, less attractive. Don't see it. Okay, you know what? If you put it in that way. <laughs> the Twonk. Adam Levine, who gained about 40 pounds. <laughs> Lost about 140 pounds. So anyway, guys, we have a lot to go over today. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump in because there's a lot of good stuff to go over. Uh, we will be having a terrain build day for the SoCal Open this Saturday and Sunday here at Frontline Gaming. Mm-hmm which is located at 2785 Kurt Street in San Diego, California. If you are free and you would like to come and help, we would really appreciate it. I'll be here around 9 a.m. both days, and we'll be working on some terrain to get ready for the SoCal Open. Uh, We do still have tickets available if you'd like to come. Please do so. It's going to be a really good first-year event. We're very excited for it. And if you do come and help with terrain, we will provide food and beverages. So we don't expect you to work for free, but we ain't going to pay you either because then we have to – Mm-hmm. Fill out 1099s and our accountant would be pissed and all that It'll stuff. be fun. We'll have like, set tables out. Like I said, there's going to be food and drinks and music and people will be talking about. Man, it started off and... so strong. So strong. Petered out at the end. But it's all right. What did? The whole announcement for the train. Ah, it was good. It was super exciting. Strong all the way. Strong like bull. We're going to talk about Warzone. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not going to talk about Warzone. We should, though. Uh, but anyway, yeah. if you are free and you would like to come and contribute, uh, help out with this event, we would really appreciate it. Making terrain is always it's a never-ending project, and it's a total bear, and uh, any help would be greatly appreciated. But uh, the terrain we have made so far is looking really good, and I think it's going to be a great event. Uh, a lot of line-to-side blocking terrain, that's what I've been working on. So, um, yeah, we hope to see a lot of friendly faces there. We know we have a lot of people coming, so it should be a good time. We'll, uh, we'll, put, we'll put on some music, maybe some... Uh, Toto's Africa. On repeat. On repeat, which is yeah. Jason's favorite song. He thinks that we should do the award show at the LVO to that. Yep. That's true. These are all true statements that you're making. It's <laughs> a good song. There's, not, there's no joke. It is a good song. That's a, a good song. song. Uh, but <laughs> just play it over and yeah. over and over again. I don't know how that would go, but hey. You know, Different versions. Oh, oh, there you go. May, maybe there's a Ooh, Christmas An acapella. Version. Yeah. What was that Christmas song there's from, a Halloween from version, the 80s? It was like, like a vampire singing it. What? I would say maybe. Okay. It could be. To Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Someone's going to make that now. Uh, it's probably already out there. I'm sure it is. Oh. It's on uh, one of those weird websites. Oh, or something. our friend Vlad. Oh. <laughs> Vlad Nika. Yeah. He's becoming just like a, a, a character off camera here. Yeah. Show. yeah. Oh, he's a good sport, though. He was laughing, too, which we very much appreciate. Right. So anyway, we hope to see you there. See you here this weekend, and we hope to see you at the SoCal Open as well, which is coming up uh, very soon, actually. We're about three weeks, three and a half weeks out. Yep. The LVO continues to sell strongly, and we are down to the last two tickets for the 40K Friendly event. If you want to attend that event, please grab those tickets as it will sell out quickly. Uh, I can't believe that the 40K Friendly doubled in size from what we had last year, and it's going to be sold out months and months and months before the event. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean the 40k narrative went bananas too. We're so gonna have the champs. The champ, yeah, yeah. the champs were were down. I, we have like 60 something tickets left, so please do not hesitate. Uh, grab those. It is going to sell out. It's going to sell out months before the event. Yeah. And it's bigger than last year's. Uh, it'll be. I, yes. I would anticipate that we're going to have a, a, a larger attendance than last year. We did. We we capped out last year too. Oh, did, I just meant for that specific event. For, uh, the, for 40k champs. Uh, well, we're at 512. Right. That's the theoretical limit without going 10 rounds. Okay. That's as big as we can get. Right. Um, and we're not prepared to go to 10 rounds just yet. And then at that point, you could go to 1,024 attendees with 10 rounds. Yeah. Wow. Let's do it. Well, I'm, at the, the way things have been going. 2019. I would imagine <laughs> that that's we'll, – we'll crack 500 eventually, maybe next year. Mm -hmm. But we do have to be prepared logistically to do that, which – we're comfortable staying at 512 this year. Right. Which is absurd. And anyway. you guys remember last year that damn near took up one of the entire halls, which LVO's two yes. giant halls, you know, how much 40,000 square feet? Something like yep. that. So, yeah, crazy. And that was just at 500. 400. We sold, we, right. we sold out the event, but we had 20% no-show rate, which is a little bit more than normal. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was still massive. So yeah, please, if you want to come to the Las Vegas Open, if you do want to participate in the 40K Championships event, it is the largest and what we like to think the most exciting 40K event in the world for singles play. Please come down or please go grab those tickets because they are going to be sold out long before the event occurs. Yeah. Um, don't wait or you will, uh, you will be sad. Mm -hmm. You missed out. Sad. Uh, and there's a ton of other awesome events too. We have the, you know, the Night Joust. Right. Hobby, the Hobby Seminars too have a lot of people waiting we have a really exciting program for that, and we are still hammering out the last details. We have some big name international painters that are going to be coming, and the way we're structuring it is a lot different this year. So it's taken a lot more work than we had anticipated. Uh, we had thought we were going to have those tickets up for sale like a month ago, but the way it's panned out, I think it'll be well worth the wait because the way it's going to be structured and organized is going to be really exciting. Right. Um, and we do have some big name painters coming out that are gonna be teaching some really interesting and exhaustive classes. So yeah. uh, stay tuned for that. We're hoping to wrap it up this week. Also uh, seminars. We've we been adding yeah. more and more people to the seminar roster. I think we've uh, now kind of determined when the seminars would be taking place, which would be uh, at times that are appropriate for everybody attending. So that means if you're coming to play in a tournament and there's a seminar you wanna to go to, we're trying to time these appropriately for you. Um, and some big names doing the seminars too. Some, you know, in the hobby. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, GW is going to be having some uh, really exciting seminars, revealing some new products, yeah. all that good stuff. So it, it's going to be an absolutely wonderful event, although anybody who's watched the show for any length of time knows that it is. So we hope to see you there. And again, don't drag your feet. Don't procrastinate. If you do want to participate in some of the events we just listed, grab your tickets sooner than later or you will miss out. 
So uh, something kind of exciting coming this way. Uh, Ash Militarum, one of my all-time favorite, and I know Jason, you as well, yeah. uh, factions in Warhammer 40K. Uh, the book is coming out September 30th, which will be available for pre-order from Frontline Gaming in our web cart uh, at a discount. And of course, we do offer free shipping in the continental United States for orders $99 and up. So please keep your eye open for that. And this book is pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, my second army ever was Catachan's and uh, I've always played them ever since. So can't wait to see what um, the community does with this book. And really, really excited to talk to you guys about it. Now we can't reveal anything today that has not been revealed on the Warhammer community site, right. but pay attention to Frontline Gaming on Saturday. We'll have a comprehensive review that will go up and talk about all the very awesome stuff uh, to be had in here. Warlord traits, regimental doctrines, stratagems, points changes, new rules for units, all kinds of exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. But what we can talk about today is some of the stuff that was revealed on the Warhammer community page. So why don't we dig in and talk about Mordian Iron Guard first? Sure. So when I first actually got in the hobby back, and I don't even know the year, but I was probably around 13 or 14 years old. Oh my um, God, yeah. that was a long time I'm ago. I'm going to date myself. Jeez. It, was, uh, it was a while ago. So um, the Mordians actually, uh, this is back when those were standard kits for King's Workshop. So you can tell I've been around for a while, those blister packs were on the wall in my local hobby shop. So um, the Mordians always stood out to me. Uh, so I'm really excited to see them being included in the Regimental Doctrines. Um, some of the old metal stuff is not being included, so I do find it lucky that the Mordians were included. Um, to me, they always seem like the real, like what I would picture the Imperial Guardsmen being in the universe of 40K, which is like humans in dress uniforms for some reason. Um, and just like thinking about men in uniform. Th that's true. <laughs> true story. Wow. It's, it's Nailed a breakthrough. It. I called Lady Cleo. Man, you should be a psychiatrist. I, that's a good that point. would answer a lot of questions for it me. Would, so, um, <laughs> so anyways, the Mordians I was always drawn to, so thank you for letting me talk about them um, today because uh, yeah, um, originally from um, a, a night planet, if you remember, I don't know if they go into it too much yeah. in the book, I haven't read through through, but um, where essentially it was pitch dark on their planet. And so the Mordians lived in like hive cities and stuff like that. So I always thought that was pretty cool too, just as a fluff standpoint. Um, but in the game, these guys are gonna be extremely powerful. Um, and anybody who owns metal Mordians is like, be like yes, I've been waiting. Yeah, everybody got regimental doctrines. Like All the old metal stuff, which is oh, not everything, but well, all the all the things that there's models to support Correct. got regimental doctrines. So, if you play Talarn yeah. or Vestroyan or Valhalla, right, you got special rules and stuff, and they're all really yeah. good. And if you did didn't notice, uh, those models are back online in the GW Web Store, which and, is not something that's been there for a while. And the FLG, you can get them from us too. Yeah, at a discount, Ooh. and I believe they're in our web card. So yes, sir. Um, so anyways, in-game, the Mordians are going to be crazy. And, and they tried to, just like all the other regimental doctrines, put fluff into thinking of their uh, their doctrines and all these special rules they're going to get. So one of the, the things that Mordians get, which is great, is they get a plus one to their overwatch. Yep. Um, as long as they are in base contact with another infantry model. Um, but this also goes for their, their vehicles. As long as they're within three inches of another Mordian Iron Guard keyworded vehicle. And what, you know what this is? For those of you who played back in 4th edition, when you had Regimental Doctrines, yep. uh, but you chose them, mm -hmm. you get to chose the one you wanted. This one was called Close Order Drill. Right. And you used to get plus one initiative and weapon skill if you were in base-to-base -base contact 
with uh, every other model from your unit. Yeah. I used to use it because I would drop guys down. You also used to be able to do um, um, deep strike any of your infantry, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was airborne. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'd deep strike in base-to-base -base contact, and then guys would charge you, and all of a sudden your guardsmen were hitting them at initiative four, mm -hmm. which was amazing. No one ever expected that, you know. Uh, but I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. Um, and so Mordians uh, get this. So it's, it's a it's a take on that old doctrine that you were talking about. So this is really fantastic. Um, one in that it makes it a little bit worse for your opponent to be charging you. Um, that you know, if you have a lot of special weapons, heavy weapons in your in your um, in your army and your with your infantry squads, or if you just have heavy weapon squads that have the Mordian keyword, that's fantastic. Imagine uh, you have a, a squad full of heavy bolters or laskins or anything. You know, you're hitting on fives. Um, also for the vehicles, this, this applies to the vehicles, which is fantastic. Um, if you have a Bane Blade in your army, and Reese, we were talking about how you, you would have to take the... Um, well, let's not reveal anything that hasn't been discussed yet. Okay, well, but, no, it's, it's on there. They oh, did about, they say it? Oh, they said, okay, they said even a Bane Blade would, um, okay, cool. would get this. Cool. So, um, yeah, specifically on that page, they were like, yeah, and if you have a Bane Blade, even better. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, it's man. It's a lot of shots. Because one of the best ways to yeah. stop the very powerful astro military vehicles is just to touch them in melee. Yes. So if you have a way to prevent or to reduce that, mm -hmm. or make that less appealing, or, right. or get some defense against it, that's mm -hmm. obviously... Or Lehman Rust Punishers. Imagine, like, yeah. assaulting yeah. a Lehman Rust Punisher that has, you know, not only the assault cannon, the, the, the Gatling cannon, but heavy rollers. Heavy flamers or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or something. Well, heavy flamers will hit automatically, but still, but... Yep. It's just... Overall, fantastic. I you know, there's also they touch on this on the Warhammer Community page article, which is I really like that they're doing this. They're putting tactical advice in these things. Yeah. Um, there's a guard stratagem that's for any guard that you can use um, that increases your Overwatch by one. So that means you no, just be, you hit on Overwatch on a five or six. Right, but it, it actually the stratagem um, or sorry the uh, yeah the stratagem gives you a plus one to hit in Overwatch, which means that combined with their Reginald Doctrine. You should be hitting on fours. You got that backwards, but but you're right. Yeah. The 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 doctrine is plus one. The gunner is. Uh, oh right, sorry. The stratagem is. But the gunners, but yeah. the end result is the same. Which is a four. Yeah, on which Overwatch. is full full ballistic skill essentially. Yes. Yep. For, for a a tank. Yeah. yeah. And when you have a tank that's got a crap ton of guns on it, you're just going to blow a unit away. Right. So it's like yeah, go ahead and and assault you know the squadron of Lehman Rust tanks. It's pretty yeah. nasty. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. And remember, too, like this isn't even everything. The Morty and Iron Guard are going to have their no. own unique stratagem or uh, stratagem order. Orders. And um, yeah, they, they touched on one order in there where um, uh, a unit can fire at any character no matter where they are on the battlefield. Oh, did they show that? They did. So it's, then, so it, again, with, with GW, I love it. They're like, and that's great for your, your plasma veterans. <laughs> well, I like that they're like, being yeah. real. They're being real <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, like, that is great for plasma. Um, I'm trying to remember. Did they show the rule? They in, did. In they, they showed it as a unique order for the Mordians. Yeah. And on the Wilhelmian periods where uh, the unit that's ordered can fire at a character even if it's not the closest. They pinpoint. It's called like... Um, uh, I'll look it up. Fire... Uh, it's called Form Firing, firing squad, squad, which is pretty brutal. Because, they're, yeah, they're executing a character. Like, prepare but again... Yourself. They've made a really good point that if you have veteran squads with three plasma guns, you're gonna, dang good. Yeah. Because you any rapid fire weapon that lets you target enemy characters, even if they're not the closest unit, that's savage. Yeah. Has Bobby G been annoying you? Like everyone in the Imperium or in yeah. the galaxy, shoot him in the face with some plasma guns. So the lowly Mordian Iron Guard, <laughs> you know, from the nineties, who now has a way to kill these horrible characters that you have not been able to target. Malefic Lords Super got dumb. you down? Shoot them in the face. Yeah. So, the, so that's why I'm really excited about this book. I haven't read it as in depth as you guys as in depth as you guys have, but 
the fact that the Morning Iron Guard, of all people, were given away Super to like good. kill, assassinate characters really easily. You know, if you take a, a lot of veteran yeah. squads with plasma, yeah. um, but that also counts for heavy weapon squads. Yep. So um, I was like, oh, here's my heavy weapon. Only squad. if they're rapid fire. Oh, it's only rapid fire. It's only rapid fire. rapid fire. Ah, oh, boom. Yeah. So I don't think there is any. Never mind. Um, but if there were, it would. That would have been big much. That, if you're yeah. like, hey, last squad, <laughs> hit Gillen. Right. Like, okay, got it, boss. <laughs> Just explodes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and then the guy who has like the three like metal like Morty and Iron Guard stuff, it's all dusty. He's so like, excited. Yay! He has like goblin green base with the flock. Yeah. Yes. And this dude with the gillman is just like, oh. God, their basing oh, back then was so terrible. All my armies from second edition were based that way because I thought that was how you were supposed to be. That's respect if somebody has a whole army yeah. with yeah. goblin green bases and, and the green, green like sawdust that's on them. <laughs> Oh my god, all my army, literally yeah. all of them were based that way. Well, the entire Games Workshop uh, product catalog. Yeah. yeah, and then the first time I saw one based in a different way, it was like my, my, when you my saw, like, mind was sand, blown. You're like, oh, I was man. like, what? You can do that? <laughs> and then I went and I ran yeah. down and I got a bunch of dirt right. from the yard, from like a construction lot. Right. And I glued dirt onto the base and I was like, oh yeah! Oh, look at this! It's, so it's sand! It's not uh, goblin. No, green. it wasn't sand. It was dirt. Yeah. It was dirt. dirt with pebbles in it. And I remember I thought it was like I was the most creative person. You're in the like world. I can't believe we could put other stuff on these babies. Oh, uh, but it, and, and again, like this is just a, a glimpse, right? Like it's just one of the seven and we're getting, and you're it's getting, really good. You're getting a relic as well. Yeah. You're getting a warlord trait as well. You're getting a stratagem as well for Mordians. Right. And we can't talk about them yet, but next week and on Saturday again, tune into Frontline Gaming. Mm-hmm. To the blog and we'll have a full blast review because there is so much awesome stuff in this book it's really exciting yeah super Um, good if you're sick of conscripts and and artillery uh which if you've played at a tournament you probably are this gives you a million different ways to play the army Uh, there's so many options like you don't have to just the index was like a fraction of what you can do yeah there's so much cool stuff in here uh, but why don't we talk about Vostroyans next? Yeah, uh, so Vostroyans, uh, so they've got some cool rules. Um, so they were really pressing, like, your enemies can't hide from Vostroyans. They have, like, all these extra, like, distances added to their weapons, like any of the rapid-fire weapons or heavy weapons get an extra six inches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their scout vehicles actually have, like, extra movement from uh, uh, well, that's just uh, a recon, but yeah, some, that was just a, for the scout sentinel. Yeah, it's not for Vostroyan specifically, even because when they write these articles, they kind of like try to show you like here, this is how you can use it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they were showing that, and it's like the the go recon stratagem is a is a generic stratagem. Yep, and it applies to scout sentinel. So it's kind of cool. They're showing you like, yeah, with the scout sentinel, you can like fly around a flank and and shoot pretty much anything on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily unique to Vostroyan. I know that that article was weird. They didn't yeah. really like. Well, I was so I was going to tie it into the scouts getting the heavy weapons, like they did in the article, right? And then so it makes their scout uh, vehicles a little bit better because then they get to scout, they can get an extra movement. So in the next turn they're shooting you, right. and they have the extra distances. So that's how they like all tie it in together. And yeah, the stratagem that they get is not just for them, but it right. works really well on their vehicles because they have heavy weapons that go on these scout sentinels, right? And uh, so but that, yeah, that I mean, it was pretty cool. Flamers uh, no, 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 it's only uh, heavy weapons and rapid fire weapons. Uh, so uh, the scout vehicles can get heavy weapons, so they can get like glass cannons and auto cannons and right. stuff like that. Um, so then you can get those extra distances and you can get around flanks and stuff or run away from a scary close combat unit. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, Wait, it's pretty although, cool. The heavy bolters are going to be yeah. fantastic with 
this army. I've, I, like, because heavy yeah. bolters are great in this game, anyways. But getting an extra six inches to the range across the board is fantastic. Oh, and that includes all your tank weapons as well. Yeah, they have to have a minimum range of twenty-four inches to get the extra range. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. I was like, wait a second, that would apply to heavy flamers, which would be insane. No, no. so yeah, it's yeah. not heavy yeah. weapons. It's, it's specifically sorry, the yeah, range. twenty-four yeah. inch plus. So yeah, so like. Um, well, they, it's really good though. Like their las guns get thirty inch range. Yep. Their plasma guns are getting thirty inch range. Which like, means you're uh, double tapping at fifteen. Right. Yeah. So like they get the extra distances, which is really really powerful, um, especially if you're taking big units of uh, guardsmen or their uh, heavy weapon platforms. Like you just take a bunch of guys with auto cannons and las cannons that have extra range. Mm -hmm. You literally can't hide from them. They're just shooting you. Yeah, so. thirty inch plasma guns. Yeah. Amazing. Or it's grenade launchers. Powerful. I love grenade launchers. I think they're Aren't freaking grenade launchers great. assault. Um, they're assault twenty four. So you're they right. don't they don't get the. You're right, you're right, you're they right. said no assault. Yeah, it's it's rapid fire and heavy weapons. Yeah, my bad. But uh, yeah, it, it's really cool. So like your guardsmen get the extra distances, which will really help them out. They don't have to get closer to close combat units and stuff like that. And yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's I mean, fun and it's unique. I mean, it's not overpowering. Yeah, totally. yeah. Right, and somebody who has a Vostroyan army. I mean, they're like, wow, like fantastic. Not only is it cool, I can use these models again, yeah. and I can, you know, use them how I bought it for, which was to run, you know, infantry squads and heavy weapons with all this stuff that they bought these for. But now you have a special rule that goes with them. Yep. And then again, too, guys, remember, like that's not even the whole caboodle. That's just like a, a just like a glimpse of what Vostroyans do. Right. Yep. Like I feel like in this book, the like sub factions got more love than in. I mean, I, I, they're on par with a Space Marine chapter and mm -hmm. how much attention they got. It's really great. Um, and then they also showed the order for Vostroyans repel the enemy. Mm -hmm. And that one is gnarly. Um, did you want to go over that one? Yeah, yeah. So they have repel the enemy so they can shoot their weapons uh, even within one inch of an enemy. Mm -hmm. um, so they can shoot them into the unit that they're in close combat with. Um, they have to shoot an enemy that's within one inch. Yeah. Um, but like that means like if you have a unit of heavy bolters or something like that, yeah, you right. Heavy into so close it's like I'm gonna charge a heavy yeah. bolter squad. Now you can't shoot him. Yeah. You're like, think again, sucker. <laughs> Three heavy nah, bolters suckers. Like, spot, like so, in close combat. Yeah. yeah, it's really powerful and it gives them a chance to actually win a close combat because they're not gonna beat you up in close combat. Like, yeah, I mean, the, right, I'll shoot my guns. The downside is you issue orders in the shooting phase. So like pistols, they don't come into play that frequently because if you got charged, you have to survive. A round of combat, and mm -hmm. then you'll shoot them in your turn. Mm -hmm. If you charge them, you have to survive two rounds of combat, and then you'll shoot them in your next shooting now, phase. Now, would that order go through to your next shooting phase? It's in your, it's shooting, in your shooting phase. phase. You, so, but like, if you, can you give an order to somebody in the shooting phase saying that like you can fire, you can use this order, but then on the opponent's phase when they assault you, does that order still translate? No. No, it's just it's just an extra thing you do. So, like, so let's they, say they have to survive a round. Let, let's let's say you're in combat, right? Right. You tell you guys to shoot, and then in the fight phase, you get to fight again. Okay. So, so they get to shoot and fight. So got it. It's, so it's really powerful. But it's, it's really good for like conscripts who are gonna who are gonna get charged, mm -hmm. survive, and then you shoot them, and then you punch them. Right. So it's it's really effective for that type of scenario. And then if you like, I could also see it being really good if say if somebody's like sent a little MSU um, unit to go kill one of your guys that are on an objective, like maybe at the end of the game, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, scouts or some assault Marines or something like that. And you've got like 10 veterans that are holding an objective. 
And then they charge you and you're fighting and it's kind of a fight that doesn't just wipe out the guardsmen. Mm -hmm. And you've got, you know, your melted guns left and you're like, <laughs> get, yeah, yeah. My, get off my lawn. It's, right. it's an interesting order, especially when they have, they already have like the order to where you can leave combat and still shoot anyways, um, get back in the fight. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, it, it'll benefit heavy weapons more than anything because then you don't have to move. So yep. you can leave your heavy weapons there. They're not going to be getting minus one to hit. Mm -hmm. And then they can shoot at full ballistic skill into the unit that they're in combat with. Or if you can't um, leave combat or if you don't want to leave combat because you're standing on an objective or something right. like that. Big yeah. infantry squads that have multiple heavy weapons. Or if, you're, if someone pinned you in combat and you can't fall back. Mm -hmm. right? Or Ogren. Uh, orders do not work on Ogren. Oh. Well. It would be. Too, I, I'm of the opinion Wouldn't that, that be amazing? it would be too good. Because yeah. <laughs> there's an order that lets you fight again in the right. shooting phase. So you get to fight in the shooting phase and then fight in the combat phase. And Bolgren already kicked the crap out of stuff. Right. I think it would be a bit much, in, yeah. my, in my opinion. I would definitely use it. Yeah, that'd be really great. <laughs> it would be a bit much. So then again, that's that's just a little glimpse of what the Vostorians have to offer. Um, and then uh, the Catachans was the first one they showed. Uh, I'm a huge Catachan player i've had uh, army God, i've had two different katachan armies and i've been playing them since second ed um really really pleased i i think that people are going to gravitate towards katachans immediately as the most powerful uh perceived as the most powerful um, regimental doctrines they're certainly extremely good um i think they're going to be kind of the ultramarines of this edition or maybe the raven guard i think that's kind of like pulling ahead is the most popular um, no, maybe not. You still see more Ultramarines because of Bobby G. But yeah. at any rate, uh, they did show off uh, what the Catachans get. Their regimental doctrine is Brutal Strength, which is ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot stress enough how good this is. So your infantry get plus one strength, which right off the bat is amazing. So your basic infantryman strength four. Mm -hmm. um, and you have things like Priests and Strachan who give you plus one attack each. So I all the time charge people with my Catachans and beat the crap out of them because they get three attacks each at strength four, right? If you have a power sword on your sergeant, he gets four attacks and he's got a power sword. It's better than a space marine sergeant with a mm -hmm. sword. Now that's two characters buffing you, which you don't always have that. Um, just with a chainsword, you'd get five attacks at strength four. It's like a Vanguard veteran sergeant mm -hmm. with double chainsword. It's crazy. Um, but... That aside, the really powerful part of this equation is what it does for vehicles. So when you have a, a ranged weapon that has a random number of shots, Catachans let you re-roll that one die, not for the vehicle, for the gun. It's crazy. It's like yes. crazy, crazy powerful. Right. So like, for example, if you get a Chimera with two heavy flamers, you can re-roll either or both of those die if you chose to. Wow. So say you rolled a four and a one. You're like, oh, I'm going to reroll the one. Say you rolled Snake Eyes. You're like, I'm going to reroll both. Let's say you have a, a Plasma Cutioner that has a Plasma Cannon with a random number of shots and Plasma Sponsor with yeah. a random number of shots. You can reroll all of them if you chose. God, uh, Lehman Russ Battle Tanks with the Battle Cannon and yes. Heavy Flamer Sponsons. It's oh, brutal. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Yeah. Like, and, and then, of course, now's a great time to mention the buff that Lehman Russ has got that they've showed, Grinding Advance. Mm -hmm. Holy balls. The Lehman Russ is going to be a premier. You're going to see them all over the place. Get them now while if they're not sold out. Yeah. <laughs> they are so good. Yeah. They, so what the grinding advance does is it lets you shoot the main gun twice if you move half speed or less. I can't emphasize enough how crazy that is. Like the, the, the mainstay, workhorse. And then if you're a Katachan. And if you're a Katachan, you get to reroll the number of shots on both shots. 
It's nuts. It's like, super powerful. It's so good. Yeah. So what we've been doing um, uh, in, in, in testing, uh, and I've tested the crap out of Ashmel because I love them so much. It's one of my favorite armies. Um, pretty much any of the Lehman Rust tanks are amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's more that we can't talk about yet, so we'll save some of that enthusiasm for next week. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I've been doing is running just a Lehman Rust with a demolisher cannon. No more upgrades. Because as a catachan, you get to reroll the number of shots. So you just tool around blasting the crap out of people. A base Lehman Rust with just a battle cannon, literally no, just a heavy bolter, as cheap as possible, mm -hmm. is absolutely deadly. Now will a Punisher get to do shoot twice yeah. 40 shots Ooh, make your tank commander. it's better it's better than that yeah you make him a tank commander and then you have harker nearby to make him reroll once yeah. so you go 20 shots here hitting on threes rerolling ones okay and now 20 shots here yeah and then you throw on some heavy flamers which you can reroll the number of shots and including on overwatch yeah you're like yeah charge me yeah so someone's like here's my conscript squad. <laughs> let's get yeah yeah very powerful very powerful yeah it's but the thing is like Frankie and I were actually a little concerned that, that they, they may become obnoxious because there's going to be so many of them. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Because, again, if you can touch them in combat, you stop them from shooting. It's, yes. it's pretty easy to shut them down. They're hard to kill from shooting, though, because they're oh, really actually, that's why you The, the turret weapon hits. must fire at the same target both times. Okay. So, sorry even about still. that. Nope. Yep. Even still. You need something to mow down a horde, like somebody with blocks <laughs> yeah. of like horde models. Here's 40 models. shots into those. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a tank commander punisher with, with three heavy flamers. So my, yeah, my bad. I apologize mm -hmm. for saying I didn't mean to confuse anybody. Um, and we, we have been playing it that way. But, yes, the, um, the, the it's it's incredibly good. Mm -hmm. It is so flipping good. Right. And then, like yeah. Marie said, like, to shut them down, you just need to get one model in contact with them. But then if you're a Mordian... <laughs> well, what, <laughs> no, what usually, sir. You're usually, like, you aren't charging me. Usually what happens with the tanks is you charge something next to it and you consolidate into them. That's what Frankie does. All It drives me nuts. Yeah. Well, the thing is, because Ashmolotarium has such a... You have so many units... Yeah. It's really hard to avoid it. It's, it's and it, usually you want them close to a character to buff to buff yeah. them. Um, so it's it is pretty easy to shut them down. But then one of the exciting things about this too is that it makes some of the guns that are kind of silly, like the demolisher cannon, which is kind of crappy. It makes it really good because you can shoot it twice. Um, or the uh, vanquisher cannon, which has long been just terrible. Now yeah. if you make it your tank commander and you shoot that twice and have a last cannon on the hole, mm -hmm. now it's a really good tank. Yep. Right. It, it goes from crap to great. Just yep. like that. Even if it's not your tank commander, you know, and you have a, a squad of, of um, what are the tank hunter ones? Um, the Vanquisher. The Vanquisher. You're yep. firing it twice. Like you said, with the last cannon, um, you know, you have two or three of those in a squad. You have anti-knight yeah. in, your, in your list. And, or, or monster. Like, it's good right. for killing things like uh, Mortarian. Because, yep. like, the Vanquisher shell, for those you don't remember, it's rolled, you take the highest of two. It's a Melta. Right. It's basically a 72-inch Melta gun. Right. It's super good. Really good. Yeah. Like, oh, what's up, bro? I see your wing. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna shoot you again. It just it makes it very, very reliable. Um, they also show the Catachan unique stratagem, which is um, if your Catachan unit is wholly within a terrain piece, when an enemy charges you for one CP on a four plus, you do D three more wounds to them. They set up like punji sticks and stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Blow up. It's pretty cool. I don't actually use it very frequently, but sometimes you will. Like if you're on an oh, objective sure. and you're like. Like Mortarians coming in, you're like, "Yep, I'm definitely doing that." Yeah, <laughs> and then they stick him with like a sharp stick or something. It's predator, dude. Yeah, it totally. Come is. get me! Come <laughs> on, me, predator! Uh, and then they also show off a funny stratagem. It's a generic stratagem. It's vortex missile. So good. If you use a de the death missile launcher, 
in my opinion, is just not. It's not that good. It's for fun. Oh, you, it's yeah. pretty good. It, it's you. You. Well, you the thing is, them. it shoots on turn <laughs> damage, two. Damage, man. Shoots on. It shoots on turn two on a six. Yeah. 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 It's not one that shoots early. But the but thing when is, when it shoots, it messes shit the, up. Well, the problem is in eighth edition forty k, you're in melee on turn one, yeah. right? Like it, you, it's like ah. That's what conscripts Death and heavy can, weapon squads are for, buddy. Yeah. So Death Strike Missile can only shoot once. You can shoot once. Shoot once. Uh, it's and um, does it count as a turret weapon? Well. No. Can you fire that twice? No, but uh, oh. so this stratagem, it's a three CP oh, yeah. stratagem. So what it does, you add one to the hit roll made for the weapon. So you're, you're dramatically increasing the amount of things you hit. Um, uh, for things that are within six inches of a model's wounded but not slain by the attack, mm-hmm. roll another dice on a six that model suffers D6 additional wounds. Yeah. So yeah, so you so. actually, you re-roll failed to hit rolls with it, mm-hmm. and then you add one to the roll for, for the, the, for for the, the splash damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were saying that's going to be good with the catachins because you can re-roll the number of dice. Uh, for the number of shots. The number of shots. Yeah, and the Vortex Missile, is, is it's exceedingly is it, powerful. Is it just a single shot? I think single well, shot. I think you have to roll to get it off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it's re-rolled ahead. I think you can I don't think that's that. changed since the index. We'll take a quick peek. Heavy 3d6. Oh, yeah. So yeah, then, so, yeah, you'd be able oh, to re-roll one of those. So, no, so, the way that, so the way that would work with yeah. Catachans is you could re-roll one of those. Yes. Yeah. Because it's you can re-roll one of the dice, like a Wyvern, right. uh, which is 4d6 shots. So if you roll three ones, you're like, well... Okay, well, good. See you later. <laughs> re-roll one of those, and then roll another one. So you could re-roll one of the d6 for the quad yeah. storm. So you could re-roll one. one with the catachan rule and one with a command point. So you can re-roll two of the two d6, which is also pretty d6. good on the super heavy vehicles. Not too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're gonna see a lot of people playing catachan um, uh, just because they're they're extremely good. They're very efficient. Um, and then again, to reiterate. For, for in the ITC and in every other major tournament that we're aware of uh, at this point in time, if you're using multiple doctrines, yeah. your regiments, your detachments must be easily identifiable. If you have a Cadian army mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I want my tanks to use the Catachan thing, but I want my infantry to use Mordian, mm-hmm. your opponent must be able to tell what is what. It's just not fair otherwise. It gets super confused. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with using all Cadian models and saying these are... Um, <laughs> Well, not Catachins because they have those, but saying these are Mordians or these are Talarn, that's fine, but paint them appropriately. Yeah, yeah. paint them up. And it's yeah. like, I, we get it. You may not want to repaint your whole army, paint the bases a different color, do something. Yeah. Put a stripe on their helmet, paint a shoulder pad a different color. Do what you got to do, but make it easily identifiable to your opponent. Otherwise, it is just not fair. And it'll confuse you. Yeah. Like we were doing it with Jeff the other day in a game, um, uh, which we played the new uh, Admech, and he was... Obviously, he didn't have two different colored armies, right? right? He didn't know what was coming. But we were getting confused. Like, he was trying to repair guys from a different uh, Forge world. Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait, no, you can't. But it's so confusing if they're painted the same. You have right. no idea. Yeah. Well, it's like if somebody brought an uh, Ultramarine army that's all painted Ultramarines. You're like, oh, well, no, these guys are Raven Guard. And these, and these guys, guys are Salamanders. Salamanders. And you're like, well, it doesn't look like that. Are like any that. of them Ultramarines? No. Yeah. Oh, Which, that's pretty normal. Yeah, and you know if you want to, like, game's fine, but what would be? I think it'd be really fun too. Like as a modeling project, if you want to use a Catachan detachment, get some Catachans. They're completely different models, right. and they're dirt cheap. And they're cheap, yeah. And, and put them together and paint them up, and it'd be a fun project. Now, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to, but I think it would be fun, yeah. right? Like because if you go back in the day, uh, Imperial Guard armies used to be. Uh, completely, they were each unit was from like a different planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. my original, my original second edition army 
had Cadians, it had Van Hollands, it had all that, it had Mongolian the Rough Riders. Right. But then eventually I was like, no, I just want them to all look like Catachans because they just were badass. They should bring those back in Vinecast. Yes, that would be amazing. I loved the, the um, what were they called? The, I can't remember what the Rough Riders. I think that. What planet were they that's from? That's the hardest thing to suspend your disbelief on. Are you talking about the Talarians? The guys on the horses. And you're oh, like, all right. right, well, these guys have machine guns. But that's the hardest part, not yes. you know, demons me. popping out of people's heads. Mm, no, <laughs> I still, I still think guys riding horses is sillier than a guy than a man with a chainsaw sword. But they, they had a. Well, the chainsaw sword will kill the horse too. <laughs> you got me. You they got had, me. They had like uh, two or three different units that were uh, Rough Riders. Well, initially it was the Rough Riders, which I, I cannot remember their name, and it's driving me nuts. But they also made Talarn. Yeah. And then they had Forge World Talarn, which were on the like Mamuk yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. Mm -hmm. And then, if I remember correctly, there was another regiment that actually had the, the the ones from like the desert. Those guys. Those Talarn. That's Talarn. Talarn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the the ones that uh, Jason was talking Kings about. Workshop. They had them too. The well, the, there was the ones? death. There was the death yeah. riders. <laughs> the Mongolian ones were the worst. Like, absolutely. What planet was that? <laughs> Jump into chat. I bet they're saying. And there, there was like nothing. Like the horses were from like the fantasy line too. They're like. Yeah. It was really bad. That was what it was. Uh, Attilan Rough Riders and good timing, Cripshot. Thank you for subscribing. Cripshot. Um, thank you. That was right, Attilan Rough Riders, and then yeah. the character was like Mogul Khan or something like that. Yeah. Uh, really cool. So at any rate, guys, can't wait to tell you more about this awesome codex. Get excited! Uh, if you ever wanted to make an Ash Militarum army, this is a great time to do so. You have tons of options, and we'll go into depth on all the different regiments because there's a lot of them. And while I think Katachan is gonna jump out at people as being the most powerful right out the gates, Kadian also is extremely obviously powerful. Um, the other ones are really, really good. And we can't talk about it yet, um, but as a little kind of a teaser, um, I think Talarn also has so much cool stuff to offer. Um, I, I would be totally tempted to make a Lawrence of Arabia Talarn style uh, army. And we'll explain why when we can, but on to the other current uh, release, uh, Season of War Firestorm. Boom. Right. Yeah, that is out now? It's pre-order right yeah. now. Pre-order. It's on pre-order. Okay. Yep. And so this is a campaign yeah. book for uh, Age of Sigmar. And we've explained kind of a lot of what it has to offer. We wrote up a review article. Mm -hmm. But we're going to play it as much as time allows. Yeah. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a really, really fun campaign. Mm -hmm. And the games are like 500 to 2,000 points. So it, you, it can be very low impact if you choose for it to be so. Yeah, you can play a game in like 30 minutes. You can yep. just take a break, go play a game. It comes with a cool map, right? It does. Yes. Stickers. Nice. Stickers. Reusable. Reusable, stickers. yeah. Okay. So excited for that. I'm going to be playing my free people. Uh, Frankie, I think you're going to be playing your dwarves or your uh, Stormcast? I'm going to be playing dwarves, I think. I'm going to play the Greyweld... Uh, fastness the city in there mm -hmm. i'm gonna try it out because i feel like that would be appropriate yeah and then jason you're playing stormcast right well i actually was going to use it as an opportunity to um put together a small elf force a high elf force mm. uh, using the swift talk agents which are the old it's the old high elves essentially is, is what that is um and then use the alliance with stormcast Eternals, so, so i can also put together a couple stormcast units of my own we have a we have a beautifully painted studio army but I've always kind of wanted to have a little bit of my own. So it's yeah. a good opportunity for me not only to make a small elf force, which I've always loved the high elves and fantasy line and everything. Yeah, they're cool. But ones. also put together a very small stormcast force and use them as one of the special alliances that is in the book. Yeah. So you, get cool. you get bonuses and stuff for taking those alliances. 
Yeah, we're all going to be trying. And Pablo's going to be playing too, and he's going to be playing his uh, Beast Claw Raiders or his Dark Elves. He's not. He's on the fence. He doesn't know. Like he's he's going to be. Making we're all going to be order though. I think Larry said he wanted to play as well, and he was going to play Chaos. All right. It's only for four players. Yeah. Is it a four-player yeah. campaign? So Get out of here, Larry. Uh, sorry, Larry. Sorry, Jersey Larry. Sorry, Larry Bear. Go back to Jersey. Yeah. Get out of here. Every day You're not welcome here. So uh, at any rate, we will be blogging about that, of course, and letting you guys know how the games proceed. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, also up for pre-order this weekend, in addition to the Astro Militarum Codex, but we have some really, really cool new Death Guard models. The uh, the Plague Crawler. Hauler, the Plague Crawler Hauler. It's a multi-kit that makes two different... Um, Does it make a crawler and a hauler? It makes yeah. a hauler it and a crawler. It hauls and it crawls. Ooh. I and love the plague hauler. I played against six of these at a tournament <laughs> this weekend. How? Well, he was proxying them. Oh. Well, I there's mean... There's no model. There's no model. What are you supposed to do? Okay. But uh, they are so flipping good. I Like, we never... In testing, we never tried out a ton of them. Frankie, at least Frankie and I specifically did not. So that was the first time I encountered taking more than, like, one or two. And holy crap, people online are poo pooing this thing. You're high. Yeah, this thing is amazing. Especially, it's ridiculous. Especially if you have like a, a Chaos Lord nearby giving it reroll ones to hit and reroll wounds. Oh, You're like, man. get out That's of here, dude. That's what Pascal did with me <laughs> with the stupid um, the demon engines. Yep. The demon engines with yep. the Gatling guns and stuff. Oh, dude, it's Pascal crazy. This thing has firepower. Yeah. Like, well, okay, why don't we just start with the, the beginning? T8, 12 wounds, 3 up save, 5 up invulnerable save, and feel no pain. Yeah. Oh, it's not oh, easy to kill. I killed zero of them. It is not easy to kill. Zero. And my army hits like a freaking truck. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, you can put two uh, strength seven uh, heavy flamers on it. Yeah. The last cannon is a red herring. Don't take them. Take the flamers. Yes. The flamers are plague weapons too. So if you have more tearing nearby, you can reroll um, wound rolls. And they're AP 2, if I remember correctly? Uh, no, AP 1. AP 1, strength just 7. Heavy flamers, but... And it's got a no-look battle cannon. Yep. That is, it's insane. It's so <coughs> good in the heavy slugger. I think it's a stubber. No, it's a slugger. It's is different. It? It's like a heavy bolter. I can't remember what the hell it's I, called. It's slugger, but it's S-L-U-G-E-R. <laughs> like a slug? Yeah. like it. But, well, well I, the tank looks like a slug. Sure, it shoots slugs, whatever. It's, it's, so. it's, it's an extremely good tank. They're very durable. Um, they have a no-look weapon. You can give them last cans. I don't think that's the right call because if you move, you're hitting on fives. Yeah. It makes it too expensive, too. You yeah. keep it nice and cheap, and it's extremely it's so good. so flipping good. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an all-star unit. Um, definitely recommend it if you're playing Death Guard to pick a couple of them up because they hold your backfield really, really well. Yep. Um, and then, of course, with Mortarian, um, he, he force multiplies the crap out of them. And you can run up the table with them, too, and play them really aggressively. Yep. Uh, yep. Super and we've got the Flesh Mower. This thing's so cool. That's what it's actually called. I know. It I is called the Flesh Mower. Flesh Mower. Flesh Mower. <laughs> that's a Slanesh vehicle. Yeah, that's yeah, the first yeah. time. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Those aren't, those, aren't, <laughs> those aren't out yet, Jason. Saving that Jesus. for when Slanesh returns. Yeah. So instead of like a, Sigmar. a lawnmower, it's got like feathers. Yeah. It tickles you. It's got Ooh. something else on it. Feathers. <laughs> it tickles your feet. <laughs> it's made out of rubber. Flesh slapper. It makes you take a morale check because you're so humiliated. Right your face. Don't run away. But if you pass it, you get plus one strength. Free ideas. And then I can't remember what this guy's name is. He's the plague surgeon. It's the apothecary. Finally, the chaos. It's like yeah, chaos space marine. Somehow we're like, oh yeah, we forgot how to do apothecary stuff. Well, this is a plague surgeon. Jason? Oh, the plague surgeon. Yeah, he doesn't actually bring guys back alive. So, did he really help them? 
It yeah. gives you uh, reroll ones to your funeral paints. Which oh. is amazing. Nah. It's quite good. I'm just saying, it's, it's still, I consider them popular. Fair enough. Okay. So at any rate, those will all be available for pre-order this 30th. They will be in the FLG web cart. Make sure to jump in there and grab them if you want to get any of these. At a discount, and again, free shipping, continental United States, orders $99 and up. Mm-hmm. So we have a bunch of ITC events coming up this weekend. We have like 60 events in September. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. September is crazy. October, I think, has even more. It's, it's bananas. Nuts. Yeah, there's so many events going on. This weekend, there's, I think, 15 events going on, including a major, the Iron Halo GT in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. And I yeah. believe Pablo Pop- is going to be at that one. Pablo yep. will be there. Pablo will be there. Rain you guys or shine. The Rhino in person. The Rhino. The man, the myth, the legend. If you, if you take his horn, you get the foot. I don't know where you're going with that. I don't know. Yeah, I said, I don't that's know that, that, old, that old expression. No. Okay. Pablo, you need to get a shirt made. It'll be like a bull in a china closet. I think that's that's one, right? That's a that's a China that's a, that's an plate in a bowl pen. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> if you poke his 2017. Horn, if you poke his horn, he'll poke you back. Mm-hmm. If you poke his horn, he'll wink at you. If you stroke his horn, he'll poke you with it. Ooh, that right? There we can do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> I think that's the way that expression. After hours. Goes. I think that's how that saying goes. I think so. My, so, my grandpappy used to. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? It's a, it's a game train. Come over here. Stroke grandpa's horn. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> top 10, 40K, ITC. Uh, Nick Nonavati remains on top this week, followed closely by Andrew Gagno. Mm-hmm. Sam Henley in third. Ian Andrew in fourth. Adrian Gennard currently in fifth. Paul McKelvey in sixth. Aaron Along in seventh. Brandon Grant in eighth. Tyler DeVry in nine. And Andrew Ford in tenth place well cleverly you are just going down that list like like a rock paul yeah like a rock does he go to terms sink into the bottom he maxed out he's like i'm done do you even tell anymore paul he peaked in high school Uh, that was all he had the guy does have a family and a kid yeah overrated it's not important though excuses uh you know what's funny in age of sigma we still have everybody with four or five scores because there hasn't been a major and that may not happen until the Las Vegas Open. What so, is people? I mean, we need to get some more events. Come well, on, 40K 8th edition definitely uh, not. Age of Sigma is still going strong, but yeah. it, it definitely took a hit, yeah. which was to be we We, we predicted that. Mm-hmm. I think as time goes by, it will, re, re, it will regain momentum. Yeah. Uh, right now, everyone's just hyped about 8th edition 40K because it's so much fun. I think really and truly Warzone is pulling a lot of Age of Sigmar players away. I think away, Warzone, Jason, right? yeah. The is Warzone that what it is? Protos games yes. is just so great. Where when you it's ask pulling. in their forums why they haven't made more product, the owner of the company yells at you to buy more stuff. But that's accurate. That's, yeah. He's honest. He is brutal. Like, why don't you buy a bunch of things so we can Nobody had an answer. They're like, oh yeah. You're right. <laughs> that was an example of how to not engage your customers. Oh, they are not the best call. This is mean? done differently in Europe. Oh, they insult each other. Everyone's just naked. And <laughs> free, the Smoking free. cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But Age of Sigmar top 10. <laughs> just naked and <laughs> just free. Naked and free. <laughs> just love them. Sounds like great. I'm going to move you up. Uh, so, yes, there hasn't been a major uh, for people to go to. But what, what's going to be extremely exciting about this is um, if indeed the Las Vegas Open is the major on the circuit, and you guys, we are we are working with the Adepticon guys because I know that was a major, but um, they had some reservations about some things, and we're working with them. So hopefully that won't be an issue going forward. 
But uh, it's going to be super exciting at the Las Vegas Open because the scores are going to dramatically, dramatically change. Yeah. Like that event will determine the season uh, for those who really want to get a max score in Age of Sigmar. Yeah. Is right now everything is just putting, you're just jockeying for position and how you place at the LVO will probably determine how you place overall. Yeah. It'll be very exciting. It'll probably be the only year that it's that way. So if you're in the top 10, Make sure and, to come to the LBO. And you're aware of the ITC, because it would really be funny if there was somebody who was in the top 10 that didn't even know about no, it. Yeah. Didn't even uh, know there was any scores. I'd probably get your plane tickets, because you're going to have to win. You're going to have to be close to the top to actually file, be in the top 10 at the end yeah. of that. I mean, I literally think that the rate, the placing you will get at the LVO yeah. will be your Because right now we're seeing these little events where they're getting a few points here and there, right? It's just, yeah. and it's not... Well, they're hitting a ceiling it's because not adjusting. The, there hasn't been... There's only been... There's only two majors in the United States. Right. So... And, and that's because it, well, no, it's, it's, just, a it's, a, it's a young game. Yeah, there's only two majors that I'm it's aware literally of. Literally on year two of yeah. existence. Yes, yeah. there's only two yeah. majors I'm aware of in Europe, in the UK. Yeah. So it's 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 not a dig at all. It's just it's going to be very exciting yeah. to finish out the season because every game will count dramatically. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so top ten currently: Sam Valdez, followed by our main our main man, everyone's favorite Dracula, Vlad Nika. <laughs> he's a, he's a Dracula scientist. I love. That's better. I love Dracula. That's pretty hardcore, actually. It's like uh, he's saving lives and taking lives at the same he's time. Gonna he's gonna win, and he's gonna drink Sam Valdez's blood at. The LBO. <laughs> I'm calling him now. You heard it here first. Oh, is that? It's like, gonna, whoa! He's gonna actually. That's drink a very blood. dark red wine there you're drinking. He's like, Sam, better get wine. ready. <laughs> Sharpen those steaks up, buddy. Get some garlic. <laughs> that would be awesome if they played yeah. in the finals. He's wearing like a garlic cloak. <laughs> like, hey, I don't know if these guys. Dude, stay if, that, away. if that happens, I will buy Vlad a cape with a red satin lining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to be clear, guys, like we know oh, Vlad yeah. personally. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Yes, it's a joke. It's totally just, just decent. <laughs> uh, Zach Lopez is in third. James Thomas in fourth. Michael Birch in fifth. Jarrett Zizueta in sixth. Joshua Harvey in seventh. Tyler Ham- Hamill in eighth, David Rogers in ninth, and Matthew Pashby in tenth. At this point, Ooh. nobody going in there and correcting the all capitalized letters for David is just, just let it ride. Getting, let it ride. I'm, I think about David it. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so he's excited. He's like, yeah. I only They're like, type, type in your name. He's like, yeah. Every time it's caps, he's like, hey, how do you turn the caps on? <laughs> put my scores in. Uh, so we went to the Rise of the Primark GT last weekend in uh, Arizona at the Imperial Outpost Game Store, which is a great store. Highly recommend checking it out if you're in that part of Arizona and you want to see a really, really nice, clean, well-run store. Uh, and the event was super fun. Thank you very much to Eric, who was the head TO. He did a great job. Um, really effective terrain, too. I, I really want to stress that. They had a uh, Nova-style terrain yep. uh, where they kind of just copied the Nova template, uh, and it worked Extremely well, just as it does in Nova Open. It's really, really good terrain yeah. uh, for functionality. And uh, we had a lot of fun. If you guys want to read my recap, uh, I did post it on the blog. Uh, just really quickly, I wanted to just point out some highlights. Uh, I did play my Raptor Space Marines with Elias Isidon. Again, I had a blast. I love the Army. It's so much fun to play. It's so flexible. It gives me a tool for everything. Had three great games against really good opponents. Um, I went 2-0-1. I wasn't feeling good day two, so I didn't play, although I was in really, really good position to get second place. Um, oh, well, these things happen. And uh, Thunderfire Cannon, Trimmer Shell, better even than I thought it would be. It is insanely good. So for one command point, 
even if you hit a unit, you don't even have to do any damage. You just have to hit them. Yep. They have their move, advance, and charge. So it dawned on us in a game when uh, there was a Chaos Lord that was 10 inches away from me. I shot him with it, and it was literally impossible for him to charge me. Couldn't mm-hmm. Even if you were boxcar is on his charge, you couldn't make the charge. What would have been a guaranteed charge, pretty much, became impossible. And we both worked at each other, and I was like, damn. Yeah. Damn. Not bad. Um, I stopped tanks from being able to come around the corner to shoot because they're, oh, you're moving four inches now. Mm-hmm. Um, stopped knights from being able to move because units in front of them, I would hit them with the tremor shell, so they're moving two, three inches. Now the knight is only going two or three inches. Uh, it's incredible. I, I can't I can't recommend it enough. Exceptional. Oh, and the Clexus Assassin was pretty clutch, too. Yeah, the Clexus is super good. But enough about uh, that. If you guys want to read a more in-depth report, please go to frontlinegaming.org. Check it out. Frankie was on the top table with a pure Sisters of Battle army. Uh, he did lose to our friend James. James had a Chaos Soup. Really, really nasty army. Yeah. Um, and uh, James got max points, won the whole tournament. Uh, straight 19s the whole way down. Uh, so well done to him. But uh, Frankie, why don't you talk a little bit about your experience? Because I'm sure people are really excited to hear about Pure Sisters uh, yeah. doing well. You didn't have any allies at all. No, no allies. Uh, well, I technically I did. I had Ministorum. Uh, yeah, but they're under the same umbrella. Yeah. It's like Skitarian and Colt Mechanicus yeah. now. They're the same army. But uh, yeah, no, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, the Sisters Army is crazy good. Everybody that plays it is like, wow, they are really fast. Because well, uh, they strike, are like, super fast. Banana's yeah. good. Yeah, usually on turn one, I'll have. Uh, 10 uh, Seraphim in your face. Uh, a lot of my emulators will be shooting you on turn one, and then Celestine will yeah. be in your face. So yeah. it's a threat overload list. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was doing really well, especially with Nova Terrain, being able to put all the Seraphim into cover, uh, hide them behind buildings and stuff like that, and then charge the next turn. Uh, it was super key. Um, and uh, Sisters are very, very strong. Uh, they hit like a truck. Um, they're super fast. They're pretty resilient. Um, I'm loving them. They're they're really really fun. And uh, it's a mechanized list, so I have seven vehicles, and then I have uh, 19 Seraphim running up the table. So it's pretty fun. It's really good. It's a good army. I've played against it numerous yeah. times. It does start to fold pretty quickly. When you start yeah. to lose, you really start to lose. Yeah. But um, I think it's a great army. And kind of if you have like stratagems, warlord traits, all that good stuff, I think you can really really take people to task. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, uh, it, it's just, it hits really hard. And then, uh, like we said, it starts to die really fast. Um, just the T3 does start to wear on you pretty quick. Uh, but it's really fun just with how fast things are. Like, you'll be over here with a unit, and you're like, shoot, I need to go over there and apply pressure. So you're like, whoop, <laughs> like yeah. teleport. You're like, oh, geez. When acts of faith are, so. are stupidly good. Yeah, they are extremely good. Too. Stupid good. So, yeah, anyway, congratulations, Frank. You did great. Uh, top table, sisters. And uh, thanks again for having us. Everyone was super friendly. Um, had a great time. Definitely will be coming back to another event in the future. 100%. Uh, check out this recently completed commission from the FLG Paint Studio. Mm-hmm. It's uh, some Death Guard. It's actually a studio army featuring yep. Mortarian. Uh, beautiful army. This would be uh, an example of tabletop, tabletop plus. Tabletop plus. And um, uh, Jason, Mortarian. why, don't, why yeah. don't you take it away, buddy? Well, I mean, this is just a really good example of um, what you can expect if you went with our service and got Tabletop Plus done. It's very affordable. Um, this one was done by uh, one of our in-house uh, studio artists here, um, done fairly quickly. Um, I, I I love the, it's a bit more muted than the GW schemes. GW yeah. tends to paint this up very bright, right? It's very good for, for photography, things like that. Um, but I happen to like it a lot. 
that are like this. This also features custom basing done, um, which we can do for you as well. Um, again, just adds to the model, you know, instead of just- It really does. Yeah. It really does. And if you want to watch uh, Brandon, one of our painters, paint more of this army mm -hmm. or armies like this, make sure to check him out. He streams on our channel too, here right. from Frontline Gaming. Mm -hmm. And when is his next- He's stream? uh, streaming tonight. Uh, yeah. at 4 p.m. So standard time yeah and uh, also tomorrow so yeah it's um, really fun yep and then uh, the they were asking for batch painting so tonight I believe he's painting Tao so he's gonna show you guys how to batch paint uh, Tao Very important to learn so, how to do that to go, yep. to go fast mm -hmm. yeah yep so anyway thank you guys so much we're gonna jump into the chat answer some questions and we're gonna wrap it up uh, let's see Ronnie Ball Reese you still running the scout bikes oh my good yes yeah I'm a scout bike fanboy Scout bikers are so good. They're they have a million shots. The scout bikers are ridiculous. Yeah. Like they have they have great firepower. They're good in melee. They're good ish in melee, and they're fast. Like I'm like, oh, I need a point. Oh, they go twenty inches. Boop. Oh, I got it. Yep. Oh, uh, like in one of my games, they put seven wounds on Magnus. Just pop, 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 pop. Scout bikers, I think, are one of the most points efficient units in the Space Marine Codex, and I feel like you are genuinely missing out if you're not using them. Yeah. They're and they have a cool strategy. They're like, if they go into melee and they leave, like, beep, beep, bye, boop, throw a bomb on you, does mortal wounds. Like, deuces. It's fun. Uh, I'm trying to figure out who that is. So Sparky, um, I think he's getting a commission done with us. We're doing several corn ones right now. I'm just wondering who that is. I'm actually uh, trying to finish up my corn army, too. Hopefully you guys will see it on stream pretty soon. If it's the pink one, that's going to look amazing, and you can guarantee it's going to be on here featured. <laughs> yeah, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, Legion Death Guard are the way to go. Love that bone color look. Thank you, Sterling. Yeah, it's the original um, uh, Death Guard pre-heresy colors. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Master K is answering questions about spectating. You, you need a con badge to come into the convention, as per any convention. Um, <laughs> but that's all you need if you want to come and just check things out. Uh, Axis of Entropy, tell us if the ITC is considering ruling about line of sight, uh, shooting from the back banners, wings, tails, etc. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to like kind of run with that yet, but I think the general consensus amongst most people is that decorative elements should not count for line of sight purposes, either to or from, because it, it disincentivizes you from um, putting uh, like antenna or back banners or all that stuff on your army, which is kind of lame. Yeah. Um, Plus, it's kind of funny, you know, if your antenna is like over a hill and some guy's like, I'm going to shoot you, you're like, what? And that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, it, it's... I mean, I understand why the rules in place, it's simple. It's very easy, simple, yeah. But it's also not the most fun. Uh, so we may do, like, for tournament purposes, uh, decorative elements, which are defined as X, Y, Z, don't count for either drawing line of sight to or from a model. So, like, the Emperor's Champion holding a sword up in the air is like... Oh, all my Seraphim. Oh, shit, yeah. My Seraphim sergeants are like this. Like, yeah. yeah. You're like, no, put that sword down. What are you doing? <laughs> so it's, and it's like you don't want to punish people for making the model look cool. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, that's something that we'll definitely put more time into uh, exploring. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we're just a little overwhelmed at present. Yep. All right, guys, so questions are a little light this episode, no big deal. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you all. And we will see you again next week. Also, make sure to tune in tonight for uh, the next stream, which is a painting. And, of course, make sure to tune in on uh, Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to our YouTube channel. We do have a battle report featuring Frankie's Death Guard versus my Catachans in the pipe. Uh, that's being edited right now by the lovely and talented Marinara Sauce. And you can expect that on Monday. It should be a lot of fun. 
Heck yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one.